Welcome to the People Person's Paper Podcast, the show where we are going chronologically through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price, moving at full speed with my co-host Brian Sittler. Ooh, that was fast. That was fast. I got to say, what a what a what a nice little jingle that our audience just got to hear on their yeah always intro to what, the People Person's Paper Podcast. What a good song! What a kicks great off, song! And kicks I, off our show. I just want to say that in a in an alternate office universe, mm-hmm. alternate uh, office universe, where Michael actually appreciates the efforts of Daryl Philbin. Yeah. Maybe that ad gets accepted. That if that ad would have had that song, it would have been the ad. With all due respect to Chariots of Fire, yeah, but they didn't have licensing. In no, no way in hell he used Chariots of Fire. No, but I think that soulful version of People versus Paper People would have been fine there. Yeah, I think so. You almost said podcast, didn't you? I, I almost, actually, I said People versus too. So. Isn't it funny how when you watch that scene now, you want to say podcast? At oh the yeah, end? podcast. And when they say people, you're just like, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. people, it feels wrong. We feels hope it feels wrong to you too, folks. Feels weird. Feels <laughs> weird. Joining us once again as we work our way through season four, Alyssa Steen is back with us. Welcome. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> I uh, yeah, right? we, we talked about this one too. Both you and I work in TV news. We talked about that last yes. time you were here. I've talked about it on the show before. And this episode charms me because even though it, it, it has nothing to do with the kind of work we do, Little elements about the way like that that crew was and the idea that Michael thinks he's going to have all this creative input and there's really a template for how these people are doing this video production, this commercial. That rings true to me too. Like, cause I, I remember getting into news and thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to do all these elaborate things with all these people. It's like, oh, you got like seven shots. Choose one. You know? Yeah, yeah. And my, my boyfriend actually used to have to do a lot of radio commercial customization at his old job and okay. it was literally just switching out the phone number at the very end yeah yeah because okay. those ads are almost markets. identical market to market and then they just switch out the yeah, local because it was branch. like national a national mm-hmm. ad and he was just literally switching out the phone number at yeah. the very end yeah that's yeah. smart that's you, good branding if you couldn't tell if you're jumping in randomly we are on episode five of season four local ad we are in the safe confines of a 30-minute well technically 22-minute off this episode yeah back in the 22s after f- it feels short. It felt real short. So after four episodes of four double episodes, mm-hmm. it feel this one feels just quaint. Yeah, quaint and, and very and, and, focused. And very focused and not and not nearly as serious. Minus Dwight's depression. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I, hasn't gone away. Which, and I'll tell you too, this is the first, I, again, we've talked, I'm about 20 times, 21 times through the series at this point. Mm. And this is the first time going through this time where I'm really recognizing Dwight's depression. You know, and I think it's because I, I, even as many times I've been through the finale and really saw Dwight as such a pivotal character in the show, he very much always gets relegated to comic relief to me, to the outsider, to someone who doesn't naturally affect my empathy. But I'm really getting touched by it, this watch through. And this episode, those little moments, like him leaning against the, the, the soda machine saying, Andy, I can't right now. It's like, I felt that. Like, that, that it, it was really good stuff. I, I think this Wilson. is one of the episodes that the writers probably wanted to make people think seriously about Dwight's mental state mm-hmm. and yeah. yes. just him as a person versus comedic relief. Absolutely. Well, and and uh, people's effort to escape from really personal, uh, hurt, hurtful, you know, feelings, difficult situations, difficult situations, yeah. and the ways that they do it, and in his in his case, creating a second life within the second yeah. life. Yeah. Um, 
that's I mean that's serious. Uh, he probably doesn't believe in uh, therapy, he, but right, he probably yeah. could use some therapy, a lot of therapy. Oh, he definitely. <laughs> well, if even this sh- if this episode is in the indicator, he definitely needs. He does, some help. and he probably always needed a little bit of therapy. But well, right now, yeah, that, that's another breakup. That's another story. <laughs> but I mean, you really between the way that he's talking with Andy and the way that like that bit about changing the names earlier on in their conversation, he's. He can't stand the idea of hearing another name or voice associated with his girl, with Angela. So even that little bit about changing it to Dwight or Dwight Dwight (laughs) was just his way of trying to make it something he could stand to hear. I mean, this is in very limited bits of acting. Rain Wilson shows us a man who's very, very broken. For sure. And this is the beginning of how... He, this is this is sort of the tipping point back to Angela actually being interested in him again. How he knows after the OD, yeah, instance, which is such a great climax for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and the little yourself. the yep. little glance that they share together at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. and that is the tipping point back to him cuckolding Andy, yeah, essentially for the next for the rest yeah. of the season, yeah, until completely. in season five when yeah. Phyllis finally or comes out with beyond it. that, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So this is this is sort of his <laughs> redemption is the wrong word, but recovery in yeah. not nearly a um, healthy way, mm-hmm. but it's something. Yeah. Because well, he is broken, and he really did not want to help Andy from the get go, but he gave it an honest shot at the beginning of the episode to like just listen to what Andy was saying and trying. Yeah. I think he just also wants Angela to be happy. I believe that. But I would but he's that. also very hurt. Yeah. I think if he got through his pain and still was around them, his focus would be on simply her happiness. But I think here also he's also dealing with that breakup, that post relationship pain, that struggle. And that far overrides anything else. Oh sure. Yeah. Do you think it, um either you ever play Second Life? I have not. No. Any <laughs> Um, so we can't really say it, whether or not that that would help somebody get over. I don't um, think it would, though. But there is there is the there is the commonality, especially these days, of, of escape using the internet, oh, using, yeah. you know, not dealing with your problems and replacing them with distraction. Yeah. I don't even. I don't think that helps. Oh, it doesn't. Now. No. So it, it's a. It's, it's a. It's not a good coping mechanism. It's really not. But at the same time, but I, it's becoming more normalized. <laughs> I bet for some people it could be. Mm. I I can imagine where it's not the best way, but it's a it, it's one thing. If if I I I don't think it's a replacement for therapy for for other ways of working through feelings and emotions and 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 that sort of that 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 that, that feeling you're left with after a thing like a breakup. But <clears throat> the constructive challenge of things like gaming or, or puzzles could be used used for this. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's a good way to keep your mind busy because I think people's minds tend to wander in those situations. You I tend to get stuck in your thoughts. You yeah, know? I could agree with that. And I could see where there's some benefit there, but I don't think it's a it's an all-in-one solution. I wouldn't recommend anyone go through a breakup, just, you know, pick up no. a Sega, you know. <laughs> a Sega. Apparently I'm recording this episode in 1997. You'll have to excuse me. There's but. There was nothing wrong with 1997, Hilton. Or 1992. Yeah. No, you know what? I couldn't drink yet. There's a lot wrong with 1997. <laughs> None of us could drink yet. Well, legally. Legal. Uh, that's true. Yeah, we physically Statu- could. I really couldn't you legally. You really couldn't, yeah. <laughs> this is a statute of limitations. I was 18. No, wait. You, yeah, Not, you, yeah, I was 97, 18. 97. Yeah, I was 18. We both turned 18. Yeah, so... Uh, and um, thems were the days. Yeah. Um, but 
wow, this episode got dark. Yeah, <laughs> really different. And, but, and but what's funny about it is, is we're talking about these little moments with Dwight and with Dwight and Andy and Dwight and second left Dwight. But this is a funny episode. Oh, it's this is real funny. This is yeah. This is this is as light as they've gotten, and and there's so many classic little moments mm-hmm. once again that we can't Hold- that, that that we can never forget, and that I always think of. And mm-hmm. and actually, this is switching over to um, Michael real quick. Um, or for a little while. This is the most in control and um, taskmaster, taskmaster-ish um, I've seen, and 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 maybe even halfway responsible. I've seen Michael in an episode, perhaps ever, because he's he is so driven. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is nothing new. He's always going. He's always has his own ideas, and he's going to go against the the grain be, because that's just who he is. But. Um, just the 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 fact, just his drive. I mean, you know, in a, in a perfect world, he could be a creative director. He, he yeah. definitely has. If he'd had the resources and been on that kind of path, yeah, you could see him working in this yeah, industry. He you definitely could. would have needed the budget to pull out the zoom oh, yeah. out, zoom out. Oh, zoom oh, out. that yeah. idea, yeah, the the kid, and then the the, the the oasis and the desert and the resort and, and then the, the prison. prison. The prison. Yeah. <laughs> What, no. do, what does that? There's some psychology we could go into just real quick, maybe. Uh, what does that say about? Oh yeah, about his 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 overall outlook on Dunder Mifflin, perhaps. Well, yeah, way deep down. It's or is that him. just him spitballing and trying to come up with something that would be a, a thing to see? You know, oh, it's a field. Oh, the field's in the desert. It, oh, oh, the desert is a barren place. Oh no, it's in a resort. I uh, think actually oh. that's probably yeah. a, a happy place like go. a resort. Oh, a sad place like uh, a prison. Oh yeah. yeah. Next would have been like the prisons at a carnival, and right. the carnivals, you know, <laughs> in outer space. Yeah, and yeah. outer space is you know yeah. in Chernobyl. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just... don't think he would have come up with Chernobyl though. He probably would not have. And he he would he would uh, he would mispronounce it. We know yeah. that much. Yeah, Michael would have to settle for Three Mile Island. He needs a nuclear accident. He can pronounce. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But I do like seeing the reactions of the creative guys. Oh God. We actually had who a, are a little douchey, right? Sure. Like they're a, they're a little douchey. A little bit, a little. but you can tell they're also put out because Michael's being a pain in the ass. Yeah. When you have a client that's that much of a pain, you yeah. just don't want to give them any leeway. That's a good point. It, it it reminds me of um, a, a buddy of mine, uh, a, a kid we actually went to high school with, uh, Kyle uh, yeah. Kyle Klanicky, uh. works in the film industry. Okay, and he posted on Facebook today a diagram showing all the different moves that a camera can make: uh, a truck, um, a lean, mm-hmm. a, a pan, a this, right. a that. Fourteen different terms for whether the camera goes left or right, up up and down, mm-hmm. forward and back. Mm. And then he goes, he shows another version, and it's your client's instructions. And every one of those same shots is labeled pan. You know, because you can see the client going, oh, and then I want the camera to pan here, and then pan there, and then pan there. So you really mean dolly, you really mean truck, you really mean tilt. Exactly, yeah. Up or down. Yeah, and that's translated. And that's a good point, because that's the kind of shit that these ad guys are probably dealing with. They're going, they're getting a guy like Michael who thinks he knows everything, and they're like, listen, man, this is how commercials work. This is the kind of budget. This is the kind of tools. We we were talking about the radio ads, where it's one thing for every market, and they change the end, and that's literally what we saw here. Yeah, and corporate didn't give the heads up to Michael. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at you, Ryan. About oh, you get the last five seconds of your creativity, mm-hmm. even though that's 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 probably more than he would want to give uh, Michael in the first place. Yeah. And by the way, I will say uh, this was written by B.J. Novak. Oh, was okay. okay. Yeah, it was. It, um, Which it, the the Toby philosophy stands. We I, said while watching. I would have said that too if I didn't know. Because Toby's only in it for the one scene, and he's he, yeah. and he's actually there's one deleted scene. 
and it is Toby yeah. centric because apparently t- Toby has this really good idea that everybody seems to like except Michael. <laughs> well, because it's Toby's idea. It's to- exa- exactly. And Toby actually, we learn um, in the deleted scene that he worked in advertising for like three years. Oh, nice. And uh-huh. has and uh, can just get the hell out of here as far as Michael's concerned, uh, as usual. Course. Well, and I actually think Ryan, out of like everyone knows how to handle Michael the best because he's worked in close proximity with him. He's sure. really harsh with it, yeah. but he's like, he, no. He thinks he's being affected. He thinks he's being affected, but I actually, it's, I surprise myself. I find myself, when he's talking to Mike, he's saying, you're not creative. Yeah. You don't say that to your employees. He, you yeah, don't affect, that's not an effective He goes use. a little too hard he because you got to remember, Michael's going to react. And that's the one thing, which yeah. I think that it, Ryan would know how to deal with Michael if he wasn't so annoyed by Michael. It's not worth his time. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's also very self-centered and very oh, self-serving. He's totally Certainly. up his own ass. Certainly. And that little doesn't bit about give a care about anyone exactly. else, good, which is really why he doesn't point. really care about Michael's feelings it's, because he doesn't care about anyone's feelings. And you even right. see it in that conversation when he comes back and he says, "I wasn't very good at sales, but I'm good at managing people with sales." This is this dude's just up his own ass. He's up he, his own, he's just less coked up in this episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> which we don't get anything in that sort of coke through line that we've been watching this season. We don't yeah. we yeah, don't get drugged fast. up Ryan no, at all. We don't. No, we get Michael. So. We get we get Ryan with David Wallace talking to Michael on the phone. Oh, that line to Michael. That's such a great bit. <laughs> it's so good. That's one of those jokes. That's a great Dunder Mifflin office joke, but it's also just a neat joke about life in an office. The idea of thinking that you're only on a one-on-one and you're really on a, uh, what, a conference uh, yeah, call. Yeah, conference call. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael's little reaction with his, the tongue on his teeth. Yeah. Just, and then he just plays it right hey, off. Hey, what's up, <laughs> my brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, but that's what we're saying. This is a funny episode. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the funniest little thing, one of the funniest little moments that there is. And, and Michael does that a lot. He really is unabashed in the way he speaks to people this episode, including his superiors. To say that Ryan's being a little bitch again to Wallace, to turn around to Ryan and say, well, I don't think you're doing a good job managing right now. And oh. we, we never even see my, uh, Ryan's reaction there, which is great. No, no. We only get to see Michael's... We only get to see Ryan's reaction when uh, Shrek, the, or, uh, the donkey, oh, God. talking to Shrek comes on. Oh, which I love. That's such a perfect Michael joke. The way he doesn't like quote lines from the movie. He just does the voice and like announces who he is. And Eddie Murphy's on the phone, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Eddie Murphy. It's not Donkey. No, it's not Donkey. I mean, I have to think that Ryan knew exactly oh, who was calling. Oh, of course. Well, this has happened before yeah. in previous seasons. With, yeah. Um, whether it was Saddam Hussein or, or Mike, Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson or Michael or Michael Tito Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or or Ryan's supposed girlfriend who's mad at him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> Just bringing that back around. I like how a, I love how a TV show you can really tell how good the TV show is. You can bring up old old bits, mm-hmm. and it still works just as good. Yeah, and that's kind of what that's that little moment right there. But nothing. Yeah, Ryan's Mister Big Man at corporate or whatever. But nothing's changed between him and no, Michael least. really. He's and, not going to let that happen. But good moments from B.J. Novak. Good moments from just about everyone in the cast. Uh, All-inclusive. An all-inclusive episode, I will yeah, say. really was. Uh, good moments from Meredith. Good moments from Creed. From... Um, Kevin with the Kool-Aid man Oh, that face. was so good. <laughs> His name in high school, as we, yeah. as we learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Meredith throwing, the, uh, uh, throwing her... Um, Meredith has made amateur pornography. We all yes. agree on yes, this, right? Yes, absolutely. Multiple times. Yeah, okay. Multiple times. Okay. Uh, and... 
unfortunately, Jim has to ride home with her. <laughs> Piss her, get off the pot. <laughs> that little was, he couldn't go home with anybody else. He had to go. Maybe she was just the one who was left in the office. I think she lives near him or something. Maybe. You know? yeah, Which is the, also really scary because late, way late, like in season seven. when We find out when D'Angelo and Michael go to her we house. We see her house and it's terrifying. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's coming home late or in the morning. She, she, it's a walk of shame. It's a walk of shame. It, it actually oh, no. reminds me, if anyone uh, listening has ever lived in or near Oakland Park, Florida. That shot of her house in season uh, seven reminds me so much of Oakland Park neighborhoods. It's not even funny. So you don't forget that kind of you thing. You do not do forget you? that kind of place. A place where the doors are open, the kids are outside. There's, yeah. It's <laughs> there's there's shamed women walking around <laughs> everywhere. Shamed women. It's really, that's Florida to a T. But, but she's not really shamed. Is. She's not. She's no, proud. She's very no, proud. A stride of pride, as Tina Fey would say. Stride of pride. <laughs> Was that from Thirty Rock? Yeah, of course it was well, from Thirty of course Rock. It was from 30 we are we are going we are going fifty four episodes with a Thirty Rock episode in every single one. Kept the streak alive. I have no idea. That's true. <laughs> I do know what is true though. We're going to try out a new feature here on the P four. Let's try uh, it out. Let's play our favorite song. Uh, thanks to this episode is uh, yeah our very own song here on the podcast. Yeah. We'll get it live. Break loose from the chains that are causing your pain. Call Michael, Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creek. Call Emmy and Callie from your business paper knees. Michael with people. Podcast. Podcast. I thought I was under the impression this was going to be a rap. Let's rap. <laughs> that part right there, Dwight saying, "What's rap?" That's not Dwight. That's no, Daryl. Uh, Daryl. 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 Thank you. Sorry. Got your D's mixed up. I do. Oh D. <laughs> oh D. <laughs> the only moment of happiness from Dwight this oh, whole yeah. episode. I know. It's a nice. It's a nice little piece of redemption. I gotta say though, for him, uh, so he can go. <laughs> Well, it facilitates some cheating, and that's really what it is. Is it's setting us up for what's that's gonna that's like you said, getting us over the hump of Dwight and getting us into this next stage of him and Angela getting back together. Yeah. Be it, you know, well, de- in the wrong scenario, in the wrong. But, but Angela has no problem with that. Yeah, certainly Dwight has no problem with that. But they still don't want to have it out in the open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I love how it, he he still can't as as. As depressed as he is, as downtrodden as he is, when Andy comes by and says, "Got some updates from Operation Fallen Angel," mm-hmm. you know, and he just kind of looks down and just—you see that back shot of him, and he's so just—he—he—he he, he has the weight of the world on his on his shoulders, but he still can't bring himself to say, you know, to profess what he knows about yeah. Angela and everything, because he just. Just won't do it. No, no. Well, he, it's, it, it, that, they've actually done a good job. As much as he's just a quirky weirdo, Dwight's a complicated character. Oh, oh yeah. And, and he, oh, the sure. things that motivate him, and things that his pride will make him do, his sense of honor, his sense of decency. Like it's, you could, we could probably do whole episodes just about him in each episode, and just the amount that he grows and changes. You talk about stuff like that breakdown on the stairwell an episode or two ago. Mm. You know, there's. This Which is a lovely moment between him and Jim. It really is. Yeah. It's oh a, yes. It's a good moment, and it's 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 really going to show how much, just as much as this is becoming an ensemble show, uh, and this episode is such a perfect example with the amount of cast we get. It's becoming a chance for us to grow each character, uh, our main characters, you know. Yeah. And that's why we're getting sad Dwight. 
Yeah. Uh, even the pranks. Jim doesn't prank Dwight in this episode. Jim pranks Andy in this episode. Yeah. Well, Jim's yeah. legitimately worried about and, Dwight. And exactly. so is Pam. Yeah. And yeah. They, they have that moment where they, oh, she's, he's really in pain. Yeah. And what's brilliant about that episode is that it becomes kind of a psychological profile of Jim mm-hmm. in a way because she's like, Oh no! I want to. You have a guitar. Yeah, you're a oh, sports writer. Yeah, because uh, we're, yeah. we're actually we've got the scene up here on the TV because yes. our next little clip we're gonna play is uh, a little more music. But in the scene with Philly Jim, this is such a great moment because not only, like you say, are you getting a little bit of the Jim's insight and where else would he want to be? What else would he want to do? And yeah. shit, guys, talk about way in the future in season nine. Yeah, where's Jim here? Philadelphia. Yeah, and the the and how ironic is it that she wants more Philly Jim? Uh huh. And the way that and the way they take that to yeah, in even jokingly, nine. even yeah. jokingly, and by the chance to get Philly Jim almost tears them apart. And then even later on, he's talking about how proud he is of Pam, mm-hmm. and this will be in the shorter t- or uh, uh, how uh, she's you know fulfilling her, she's living her dream, or she's she's doing what she her dream, fulfilling yeah. her like dream. That. I'm really proud of her, and that's why he's got to go home. Th- with and eventually, yeah. she goes to art school and yeah, yeah, and graphic and graphic design, and 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 is so that kind of bu- touches on both ends? Is that the that's. No, it's not the end That's of this season. Up, it's coming. You know, it's not season five. It's season six, five or six, maybe. Yeah, five maybe. Or six. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it is this season because the end of the season is. Because the end of the season is goodbye, yep. Toby. Yep. No. Well, no. And the right oh, before yeah, yeah. that is the high school, the where they go to the high school for yeah. the, the, the the job fair, yeah. and that's where she gets the idea to go back to school. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, the beginning From, uh, of season yeah. five is when she's in, in New York because yep. they meet in the middle for a, a rather important moment. Yeah, something right happens. Now. Um, uh, it's not entirely in the middle, though, as Pam says. Yeah. yeah. It's much farther for her. Much farther for her. Much. And, uh, you know, Jim better think of something quick or she's going to be upset. God I kno- actually God knows what you can think of. heard that that is the most expensive shot of the entire show is that. Really? Is the proposal? Because they had to build that whole thing. They build that and they're going to do all the water. They built the gas station. And they had to do the water. Oh, wow. So that was on a, like, on a lot and they had to build it so that they could get the water right and everything. And that and was the most expensive it was, scene yeah. of this whole show. And I bet, it too, because real. it was for one scene, whereas, like, this set it probably doesn't technically cost as much because it's used for 400 episodes or whatever it is. That's It's yeah. self-contained. Yeah. Where that's location shooting. Yeah. So they have to... Crazy. Oh, the whole series? Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't think that, but... Do you think maybe I, even the I wedding mean, scene? I mean, but, the, way, like the, but finale, the, water, the finale is in multiple... Moving water is expensive, yeah. too. So that, and that, that was a lot. Be. It was, like, Because it was pouring That's true, rain. because I never knew that was even... Because it looks looks like it's it outside looks the like rain. They succeeded. Place. It's so like they, it was raining in in L. A. that day, and that they was went money, quick. <laughs> that was money well spent. Yeah, well it's, it's it's a great moment. Yeah, it's a oh, great scene. Awesome. So it really is. It really is. Uh, you know, we don't we we get to hear one version of the song every week here on the show. <laughs> I say week like we haven't taken like a month and a half break. But, <laughs> did um, we? Oh, we, we did. It's been a while. <laughs> I haven't even posted as we're recording this. I haven't even posted our last episode. No, you yet, haven't. I want, I want because our, we're hitting the ground running. Want man. our fans to get back at it. <laughs> but uh, you you do hear one version of the song but let's go ahead and listen to that other one because we yeah. we like that one too for season five we're gonna have this be the song i like it <laughs> we better Podcast. 
This is not me. This is not. It's not my music. That's right. My right. It's better, better than, than you. you. It's us. That's another good one. Daryl shines every scene he's in in this episode. Oh, oh for yeah. sure he does. That little bit too bad. It's us. Like they, the excitement the team feels for this ad is you can feel it. Like you, they, you have moments oh, yeah. like Creed's goofy ass goofy. smile as he's, he's pretending to play guitar here. So there's actually, I just noticed something. And he is a musician. When we do the slow pull out, you see Andy kind of strumming a little bit, and yeah. then Kevin's like playing air doing some drums, he's doing which his is drums. which That's is a nice does. like little. I feel like not intentional hint to season eight when they're playing in the uh-huh, with, uh, warehouse. With the band, yeah. And he has the uh, the frog song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he actually does play drums. Yeah. And he can shoot basketball. He's a renaissance man, this Kevin Yeah, guy. big golfer. He's a cook. Cook. Makes mean chili, I hear. But you can... If you he can... doesn't drop it on the floor. Exactly. Oh. And he's actually been on Angela Kinsey's. Um, I think she's got like a YouTube channel or something. He's mm-hmm. done a cooking show with her. No she way. does a, a, a cooking show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's um, had Jenna Brian. Fisher's been on it as really? well. Oh, cool. I bet so. Cool. Yeah, they're they're besties. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can sense you can sense this excitement, and I think it's got to be fun for them to be included more in an episode. Mm-hmm. And they're all, they all get to be included in the ad in the end. Yeah. And you can you can sense that uh, it was fun, it, as Kevin says at the end. Yeah. I bet this is a blast to shoot. Yeah, and uh, actually, I know that for a fact. I read that on I read it on the Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, director Jason Reitman, yeah, oh, okay. son of Ivan Reitman. <clears throat> oh. uh, is that the one who's rebooting Ghostbusters? Yes. Oh, very cool. Also directed. Thank you for smoking. Oh, that was a great movie. Awesome movie. Uh, he said, "Oh, it was a blast. It was absolutely a blast to shoot." And by this point, it was so they had it locked down. They knew what they were doing on the show. Yeah, but he had a great script from BJ. But we don't really, yeah, we haven't seen this much. Uh, that's why the, this this episode is a little different. It doesn't have, it's 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 simpler, yeah. and it has to be because of all the the characters that are involved. Yeah, exactly. It, it's yeah. a great way to get them all involved. It's it's a total ship episode. I mean, it keeps us in the office pretty much the entire time, except for that brief moment of poor Richards. <laughs> <clears throat> um, we've got uh, great moments from everybody, and then at the end, uh, Michael's reputation is solid. He staked his reputation on he, this, and he, they turned out it. Sure, he didn't get chosen, which they never were going to. No, but that's a good ad. He's, he's not a, half bad. He's it, applauded at the end. Yeah, I mean, we've come a long way since healthcare. When yeah, he was shunned and completely people walked out on him. Right, and I, hated. And 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 uh, Jim's party when they don't want anything to do with him. He yeah. actually he does get now. He's a he is a taskmaster and does things horribly and uh, you know in practice and completely dis- discounts Daryl's music. You know he he can't help but be Michael. But in the end, he actually the man's editing skills are amazing. I gotta say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a dopey idea. It's a little ridiculous. There's some dumb moments. It's in it's accidentally racist. I mean, but yeah, it's, I, I, it's, <laughs> it's accidentally racist and sort of redemption. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, we do. I I I love that moment where after Stanley, they even show him like pick up the paper in the orange jumpsuit, yes. and then they they cut to Stanley s- s- smiling. Mm-hmm. But did you notice like? <laughs> In the orange jumpsuit, you could still see a little bit of his actual suit. Of his suit <laughs> underneath? That's great. <laughs> well, and that's the neat thing is, is even stuff like that, like, you know, like making Stanley the, the criminal who gets reformed, is that, you can tell when they're in Poor Richards, they're just happy to have been a part of it. They yeah. were just, but, 
And Michael definitely thinks Stanley is urban. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh the urban. Oh the <laughs> urban. Vibe. I grew up in a small town. What about me is urban? You know, which is. It, it, I mean, looking at Stanley, urban is not the vibe. Of course not. You know, <laughs> like, suburban dad is what you're thinking of anything. He doesn't. Play, but he that just goes to show. He doesn't play basketball. Michael's Come ideas on. of what black people are and unfortunately it's all stereotypes <laughs> we for haven't him co- you know? we haven't come very far since season one we really haven't <laughs> but I, I you know and, and here here I'm, I'm i'm trying to guess character intentions and character feelings for fictional characters but the idea I, I i see in what they're saying here the idea that yeah that's a dumb stereotype racist kind of thing that he does there but at the same time michael genuinely believes in the idea of people being redeemable Right. So second chance. Yeah. So whether or not he could have put any other member of the office in a yellow jumpsuit and had them be that guy, he still is liking the idea of you know that a a, a convict is not a a shunned person. Right. There's someone who gets another chance. Exactly. You know. So I, I maybe th- maybe he learned a lesson from after, season three. Right. Yeah. After having to uh, to fire um yeah, oh shucks Martin Martin exactly yeah yeah that's true <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, he, maybe he's growing. He's growing a little. He's, well, he, he's, I think he's grown millimeters. <laughs> yeah, Might, at least a little bit yeah. that people actually in the office notice, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he's actually trying." But in this episode, that's the that's and that's the that's the comeback is that he's always he is trying. He is trying, and and, and, he, and he means no malice by it. But let's not gloss over. Michael does dumb shit throughout this whole episode, of like his his comments oh, yes. about Stanley being urban, calling Phyllis the Mrs. Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth, yeah, essentially just saying like you you're less, a, like a, a less a, urban a, Aunt Jemima, yeah, yeah, and also saying what like that she's just a, a chubby homemaker. Like mm-hmm. is that what that is? Like I mean, is it? it like I think Mrs. Butterworth is yeah. sort of a plump woman, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, so, I mean, that's and, just and the Phyllis, ne- yeah. she's a big lady, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's Michael making a making a fat comment. That's just know? the next Phyllis yeah. insult that he can come exactly, up with. Exactly. Yeah. Oscar is doing costume design, of course. Of course. You know. <laughs> of course. Later, um, he's um, uh, well, either way, he he's. he's He's being a oh when she can't get Sue Grafton when yes. Phyllis can't get Sue Grafton he she's all upset she had to be kicked out of the store her, in front of her friends. Blubbering Phyllis is, is just running down yeah. her face. She's falling and, he, and he's like, "But did you get her?" Yeah, and then when she doesn't, he's annoyed and grossed out. You know, he he's not yeah. even remotely sympathetic. And I, bottom there, line, yeah, did you get Sue? Grafton? <laughs> yeah. There, there's no way he knows who Sue Grafton is. <laughs> Oh, I love that too. Where he wants her in this ad, like anyone's going to know who that is, a, a writer, you know. Which, besides, like two or three famous writers uh, outside of famous people who then became writers, do you know what any writers look like? Would you know Dean Koontz if he walked into a store tomorrow? Don't even know that name. Would you know John mm, Grisham if you mm, ever saw no. him? Stephen King? Of course, is very yeah. recognizable. Stephen King and J.K. Rowling are the only J.K. ones Rowling? I know yeah, sure. like, what they look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not too that? many though. Yeah. Does any and, and and that's why it's so that's why it's so perfect when Andy was like, does anyone know what she looks like? Yeah, Sue Grafton could is she crazy hot? Hot? <laughs> Sue Grafton could look like Idris Elba for all we know. You know, we have no idea. Essentially, yes. Yeah. So but it, but 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 Phyllis was excited. Yeah. And this is and this that's is, what it is. And this is continuing the theme of he, he always wants someone famous. I think he asked Angela to have someone fa- find someone famous for uh the party that he uh or no 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 the uh it was back uh the launch lunch party. Yeah. <laughs> the lunch party. He thinks just having anyone famous, no matter what's going to add mm-hmm. some kind of value. excitement, value, I, go figure. But Sue Grafton at this time, thank you, Wikipedia again, was in her early to mid-60s. Yeah. So I don't know 
and and authors, as we've already already said, aren't very the most visible people in the world. So I don't know. I think he's just checking the boxes, and he just. <laughs> but he was so intent on it, though. It's yeah. it's it's completely ridiculous, and he makes Phyllis cry. Yeah, and and Phyllis has kind of been not the most sympathetic. Um, Shall I say bitchy? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, she has her, her, her so bitchy moments, but she I really don't like to watch her cry and be upset. It's not exactly it's a little it's a little upsetting for me. It, well and it, it <laughs> they've always done a good job of us bringing us back down to the the, the surface on making these well rounded characters. Oh, by the way, um I uh, Andy mm-hmm. is this is the point where Andy is growing on me. Oh yeah. I actually really enjoy him and his quest to figure out the Kit Kat song. Throughout oh, that's episode. such a fun through line. It's, a, it's the through line of the whole episode. And I like, they're actually making him a part of, they're, got, they're, they're weaving him in the fabric now. I've got yeah. like one of the gang. three favorite yeah. Kit Kat ones that are not the last one that he settles on. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. Football, well, cream, football Cream. That one's good. Mm-hmm. Lumber Tar. Lumber Tar. <laughs> poison Gas. Poison Gas, yeah. And then he lands on Fancy Feast, uh, which is... Because he thinks there's a rhyme scheme that has there's to not, r- which I love. R- yes, has to rhyme. Uh, has to rhyme with uh, peace. Peace. Thank you. Break yeah. me off a piece of yeah. that fancy feast. Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> which is so great. I didn't realize that the nailed it meme comes from that, which is neat. Oh, and that yeah, and see, it became a meme. Yeah, he's now in the club. Yeah. So I'm sorry, all the Andy haters, and I'm not. I'm no cheerleader, but yeah. I it, mean, it, up up until this point, I yeah. didn't like. Yeah. I haven't. Andy's not been my favorite character through the show. He never ro- will no. be, never has been. But no. this is one of those. He's purely comedic relief in this mm. episode. He yeah, really is, absolutely. Yeah. And I think Which, he works really well as purely comedic relief. Well, and they're finding yes. a home for him in, in that music. role because Dwight can't be in that role right now because Dwight we're doing other stuff with. So we have still need someone for Jim to play off of. We still need someone to be a. a, a a comedic actor in the show, and Andy's mm-hmm. perfect for that. And he's a he's kind of a jackass. He doesn't realize what's going on. Like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, With Dwight. Dwight and Angela kept that so secret that no one but like Jim and Pam knew. Yeah. So True. there was no way that he would have known. No. Even with Dwight, he's just not good at reading body language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amongst other things. Or tone. Or tone. Mm. Like, why are you wanting to change? my name to your name when we're talking about us getting in uh, you and Angela getting intimate I, yeah exactly and that's going to be a, that's an upcoming theme when all the way to when they go to Shroot Farms and they have him actually uh, they have Dwight walking down the aisle with Angela yeah. and Andy's like yeah okay cool yeah <laughs> yeah Andy's just clueless and yeah. they're, they're doing a good job making that sort of his Fault, his flaw, his, his fault. But they, but I, I think it was, I think it was appropriate. I think it was the best course of action. Having be, having been such a douche before, yeah. I think it really, uh, it, the to, to soften him and actually, he's back from anger management. He's going to be a part of this. Mm. All right, well, well, we're going to make him. We're going to make him as like likable, dumbass as possible. To help us actually care when Dwight and Angela are having their affair and everyone knows except for him, and you're yeah, like, oh, they, Andy, yes. Yes, you see, they make yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's amazing how they can do that from coming from where he started. Oh, he was yeah. so. Oh, absolutely. Awful. I mean, that was the guy you hoped was not going to last. But he's, he's a- the only one that's stuck through 
cast of from the, Stan- from, from the Stanford branch. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I mean, maybe it was the banjo. I don't know. <laughs> well, he can do something. Uh, go ahead. Sad news. I, I, I'm reading here about Sue Grafton. She passed away in 2017. Rest in peace. Uh, wrote the the Alphabet Mystery series with books mm-hmm. like A is for Alibi, yeah. B is for Burglar. Mm. Found out here she wrote 25 of them. Died before she yeah. could finish with Z. I remember when we did a story. Oh, wow. Yeah, did in we? The show when on she that. passed. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Man, that's and she sad. She never finished the Z. Oh, it's uh, it's too bad. I hope uh, maybe down the road, once uh, you know, she's we've we've had some time to honor her memory. Someone steps up and tries to finish that. Yeah, uh, that's yep. too bad. I, I, that's too bad. Nobody's done that yet. I I would hope that maybe someone. It's only, well, been, it's a only been two yeah. years, been two so years. maybe too okay. soon. And and okay. uh, maybe her wishes were that it does not be finished. And I mean, maybe she doesn't have any that's kids true. that that's want to pick perhaps. up the, the mantle or, or stuff like that. You yeah, never know. I remember when Michael Crichton died. He, mm-hmm. who's another author, I actually know what he looks like. Yeah, uh, looked like. Um, Somebody did pick up and write the rest of his last novel. Really, that See, that's doing. cool. And I mean, I think that's 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 a pretty cool thing that that uh, authors can. Somebody would actually. I remember the. Uh, I think the son of Mario Puzo <clears throat> wrote uh, a Godfather sequel or oh something yeah? like that. Yeah, and then I, I know uh, one of the red, um, descendants of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien has stepped in to touch some of his notes and stuff to put together some of the the later works that were never collected. Of oh, his. okay. So I I don't yeah. know if that some was some of the released. appendices stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's so uh, many, yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah. We're getting literary here. We're n- not even the Finer Things Club, but <laughs> we're getting literary. We're getting cultured here on the yeah. Quad P. Yeah, look at that. How do you feel that about that? Finer so Things Club. Oh, what is this season, isn't it? Well, it's coming up real soon. Oh, my God. Is it? Oh, my goodness. Very soon. All oh. I'm going to say is... We get, uh, we get more... Uh, y'all co- might want to bust out your teapots for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we touch on the fact that Michael couldn't talk at the age of five? Oh, yeah, but, but he knew what a unicorn was, even though it was a pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it could fly and fly over rainbows, that's and that's a, a pegasus, not a unicorn, Michael. <laughs> that's such a great Michael talking head, because it's 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 layered. Yet. Like, not only is there the unicorn bullshit, but there's that little bit that apparently Michael was mute for, the, like, the first half of his Which first decade. Which is, like, a nice insight to his childhood. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It peels another layer away. Yeah. And, and then I- explains <laughs> his... Um, when he was on that like local TV show, and he was in the full suit when he was a Fundle kid, it, ex- bundle. it explains uh, that a little bit. Sure, because he could only have been talking for like a, a year, a year or two by that point. And then he just he wanted to, I don't have a hundred of something so he could have hundred friends. He yeah. wants a hundred kids, hundred kids, was. so he has hundred friends, and no one could ever not be his friend. His friend, yeah. which is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Edward, <laughs> Edward R. Meow did not know what hit him okay. <laughs> <laughs> at all. God. One, one other Michael note that, mm-hmm. that that's one of those you watch this a million times and you don't realize it, but yeah. he's not wearing a jacket. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, which he's always wearing a jacket after season one. Well, I, I kind of get why because it's like a it's like a brainstorming session. Yeah. We're gonna get right down to this. Yeah. All oh, right. I didn't even catch that. I know. And then in the next scene, when he meets the the uh, the consultants, he the jacket's back on. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's right back on. You feel like okay, everything is normal in the world again. Well, I, and a little behind the scenes info is I know that the jacket was always an issue for Steve for Steve Carell because he sweats oh, a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. he was super hot, and that's Which one is, reason why he didn't wear it in season yeah. one. But they were like, no, we need it. So he's been he's hot as shit the entire show. I wonder if they lightened up the jacket somewhat. Oh, or maybe, maybe maybe they added took some out, material. Took out the lining, maybe, maybe. maybe took out some lining or added in perhaps some um, 
Oh, some of that cooling, yeah, that, uh, that Gore-Tec or whatever that pulls the heat away from you. Maybe or some even some cooling uh, like oh yeah pockets. Yeah, like, uh, we do it with our mascots at work actually. actually oh yeah, have some uh, some ice pockets. Probably not. Stuff probably to just probably keep really the air inside yeah, the suit yeah, cool to, to to keep them cool a while. Well, because I'm I did sure not know that, that the way they had to light that set, they had to just blanket light. Oh, it had the to be entire hot thing. As it hell. had to be hot as yeah. shit, and then yeah. with the jacket, and yeah. he already has issues with that. That mm. was probably just all day. You know, I, I immediately Hell. think back uh, yeah, yeah. over at the at the news station. Uh, you know, in our post show meetings, we'll we'll go over to the anchor desk and talk with the whole team about how the episode went or how the the newscast went. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes when you stand right by the anchors and you get that heat of the light, and you imagine those guys are sitting under that for an hour. That's hot as hour hell. Half, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. we do and then ninety in the minutes. Morning, it's four or five, five hours. hours. Yeah. Wow. And and yeah. you know, and they look terrific. They do. You know, you gotta. Got some strong makeup, Hilton. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have no sweaty anchors on Tulsa TV News. I've never that noticed that we, yeah, right. Uh, and you with Wait, them HD the cameras, you'd think you could see it. You would think so, but no. I was about to say, but yeah. no, they passed the test. Clay, Shay, Ron, Michelle, if you guys are listening, y'all keeping it cool on air. We're proud of y'all. <laughs> proud of you guys. You get, you're getting me to clap. Yeah, and I never do. Little that. Cla- hey, oh. they're clapping for Michael. We're clapping for the anchors. <laughs> so, <laughs> another Michael moment. Him That's asking. So well, yeah, every every show is a Michael right. moment, but him yeah. asking Pam to clear his phone oh. lines, and then her going beep Thanks. boop boop beep. <laughs> it's like the Hiya Buddy post-it note where we've already had it. The curtain peeled back where Pam explains that she does shit just for Michael, and this yeah, one just, just we just see thing. it happen. Well, because I I also love when he's like she always gives him a greeting yeah. before he she connects. Him to the person as oh, a yeah. practice greeting, yeah, right? and yeah. then he's yeah. much better the second time. Uh-huh. Much better the. Remind, we, <laughs> go ahead. We, we didn't need any of that this time. This was another no. callback, essentially, like you were saying. They, we've already established their relationship. Now we're just seeing another example of it. Oh, of course, this show assumes we know the show. There, this is not a first episode episode. Oh, please well, because no. at this point, people are dedicated. They're huge, but <laughs> even if you haven't mm-hmm. watched, you in that moment understand. Yeah. yeah. That Pam is doing it just exactly. to amuse him. Yeah, just just to just to humor him. Just to humor yeah. him. Well, you might think if you just saw this on the first time that she did that always. Yeah, you know damn well back in season one and two at least she, she was no way in hell humoring him. Yeah, and, right. Or or would, but it, it felt like way more of like oh my god. That's something they grew into. They, yeah. She definitely <laughs> grew into that, and it reminds me of a YouTube video I haven't watched yet, which it was like. It's like a it's like a psychological evaluation of Pam. It's like the the pain of being normal. I've watched it. Did you watch it? I've watched it. Okay, so that kind of feeds into this, I think. A like little bit. Having to not not letting yourself just you know go and do a beep boop, like, beep boop beep boop. You know. <laughs> it's like finding. It's it's more about her going with finding like a purpose in life and mm. not just oh, okay. going through the motions okay. of. What this is this? Job. It's a YouTube clip. Uh, it's a whole like YouTube series. They do multiple. They've done one on Michael. They've done one on Dwight. Oh, they've done one on. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's okay. there's only been like three or four. So it's kind of a profile, and, and it's like, called yeah. the pain character. of being normal. For Pam, it is. Oh, okay. I don't know what the other ones are. How cool! Said, but I need to watch it. I need to watch the other. It's ones. really good. I have this podcast. Dwight's is really good. Too. Is it? I see it. Yeah. The perils of being normal. Thank you. I see it. It's by a group called The Take. Yeah. On YouTube. Cool. Very cool. I, uh, How long is it? Uh, about twenty-two minutes. Yeah, wow. Cool. I uh, put a lot of thought into that. That's awesome. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try and save this, and then maybe we can throw the link in the um, 
uh, in the, the, the Facebook. Yeah. It's on, it's on, really on good video if you really want to understand the psychology of Pam more than just watching the show. They mm-hmm. kind of break it down a bit. Oh, that's cool. really cool. By the way, I like um, Pam, uh, Pam has a lot of a lot of cool, uh, cute moments in this, but her falling asleep on her desk. Yeah. Oh, and, that's great. Waking and, up and, to and the breakfast. Waking up to the breakfast. But the hash ha- browns <laughs> are gone. Thank you, Creed. Yeah, that's such a great little Creed <laughs> moment, too. And he's licking his fingers as he walks by the desk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's well, awesome. Well, it's, it's a nice Jim and Pam moment, too. Like, it really is. He, he yeah. knew she didn't go home. So yeah. he brought her, or he saw mm. that she didn't go home mm-hmm. when he pulled in. So he left to go mm-hmm. grab her breakfast and bring it back for her. Oh, and side note, um, they're at least, so they're at least. Uh, they're staying carpool, together. They're carpooling, or yeah. they're staying together. They're staying If together. they're not living together, someone was crashing at someone's house. Somebody was definitely crashing at someone's house, and Jim yeah. paid the price for it with the but whole Meredith thing. Cute stuff, though. We get, we, like you said, we get that breakfast moment. We get the Philly Jim stuff, a little back and forth there. You get Jim uh, putting his arm around her when the bartender's like, hey, you did a great job. You ever been on a motorcycle? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After complimenting, which is a callback to, uh, he complimented her talent. Yeah, with the with uh, with the animation, which is kind of a callback to Ryan when he tried to have her create the logo, and then want to talk about it over dinner. Want to talk it over dinner? Oh and yeah. Jim's constantly having to shut down these uh, these guys trying Everybody to take his girl. Everybody wants some Pam, man. She may be normal. <laughs> she's, she's, she's she may be normal, normal but uh, she's not unattractive. Not even at though all. she's yeah. normal. Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, and and she's definitely more glammed up in this season as well because she. Yeah, well, we're starting to get confident. Pam. We get confident, Pam. Yeah. But I love how her her reasoning. Uh, or her, her, uh, the decision that she has to make as she finishes editing at two forty-five in the morning, two fifteen, two one of the two, really early, in the morning, really early, way too early, and Michael and, and sit there. Do I watch Michael edit this with Dwight watching Michael edit this? Yeah. Or, or do, do I, I do I go home and, and possibly die in a fiery crash? Dash. And then she passes out trying to decide <laughs> on her desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she owns it, man. Like yeah. I don't know. It, it's 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 very cute. It's a it's a real real fun episode. And J- and Jim actually he kills it really well on this. This is one of my favorite Jim episodes I've discovered after watching. Even this right from the cold times. open with the nobody tell him. Nobody yeah. tell him. <laughs> yeah, We're so close. Oh, with the India. Which I love how he <laughs> Andy yeah. says why and like the so, best. That's he's a, like you got this, buddy. You're yeah. almost there. <laughs> so. That's such an interesting thing to me because so Andy's struggling to remember this thing. And then Jim makes this comment. Nobody tell him. Now this is a mocking situation. Yeah. Very clearly, this is now we're going to make fun of Andy. And before Andy, Andy says, why? Andy is understanding what's happening there. Mm -hmm. And then Jim with the, you're so close. He like pulls him back in. Mm And gets him to like ignore the fact that this is now mocking you. But no, no, no. Let's try and let's work on this. I'm your friend. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's, it's a fun game, buddy. Quick manipulation. It's he does that a lot with Dwight too. He's had a yeah. lot of practice. It's really sure. neat. He's spreading his wings and letting. Oh, and and also with oh god, well, there was one other little gym moment I was thinking of. Yeah. Ah. The line when Dwight's playing Second Life and he says, There are no winners, there are no losers. And Jim goes, There's definitely losers. (laughs) There's losers. But then Jim joins Second Life with Philly Jim and has the guitar and he's a sports writer. And it's like, Oh, no, no. He's just spying on Dwight. He's just spying on Dwight. (laughs) He's just spying on Dwight. Which, and then, and then, Alyssa, you and I both caught immediately how he goes over to Pam's desk, hits one button, and the game is up on her computer. And we're like, That's not how video games work. (laughs) No, and there wasn't moving at first. So we're like, Is that a screenshot? No, 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 it's it's moving around. No, especially back in 2007, whatever, whenever 
this was. That yeah. could not know. It would have taken 10 minutes to load, and yeah. then she would have had to log in. Exactly. You would have exactly. had to install it, and then you sign up, and then open the thing, and yeah. It never would have happened quickly. Oh, now I remember. It's when uh, Michael's, he's gathering the troops again. He's talking, has everyone said that you're not creative? Well, you are creative. You're more creative than the dull, boring people that you work with every day. (laughs) Jim just sort of looks at him like, who are you talking at right now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they just skim over it. Although I do love in the end of Michael's commercial. Yeah. Well, towards the end, when he puts the piece of paper over a frame, it says, um, Oh, yeah. World's, world's best boss. Most, most creative, creative boss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a thought that he should just base. he should have basically just had both his middle fingers extended <laughs> and said, fuck you, Ryan. You know what called me about that, though, was the fact that he sticks that up on the frame and it stays. Yes. That was a really neat editing trick where they apparently had some kind of adhesive or something on the back of that. Yeah. So, they, like... They had to yeah, have. It had that to was a been. neat little... Like, and if you guys didn't know, immediately in the frame underneath is his knockoff Rolex oh, the, certificate the, the of authenticity. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah, his, his, his original Seiko timepiece. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's, <laughs> it's framed in his office, and you don't, mm-hmm. you're not, you can't you see never, it. Yeah. Often enough, you see it far away. You can see the Rolex every now and then. Yeah. But oh, you don't say see, Rolex. I think, or no, no, no. Um, I'm thinking. Of, no, I'm thinking. I thought it was else. Seiko. Or Seiko. It might be Seiko. I don't remember. What <laughs> I can't it is. remember. But, but it's not even like the real brand. It's the knockoff version yeah, of it. Right. <laughs> the um, uh, the, this whole episode is really. This is another example of Michael really trying to prove himself to Ryan or David Wallace or anyone that doesn't believe in him. Oh, definitely. Because he gets so hyped up that that sales pitch that he's making essentially to himself, but to the whole room. And the reason he's going 100 miles an hour on this is simply because he's being told he can't. And that's Michael. Oh, yeah, he's being put in the box. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually convinced <laughs> the creative box. that Stanley was so happy in the commercial because he was getting paid overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Pro- if, if they weren't at Poor Richard's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which is another possibility. I want to say kudos <laughs> to shooting this in what, what probably amounted to, like I don't know, 18 to 20 hours. Oh, yeah. Shooting yeah, time. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. And Shot it, edited it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he staked his whole... Re- his and whole to, get it, to get it done in a week, that... Well, no, 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 no. They got it, was, it done in a day. They got it done in a day. Remember, that's yeah. why they that's stayed over in the not office. Even no, it, no, yeah. it, it wouldn't happen. It would never happen. But no. and if it did happen, someone needs to hire Michael Scott because yeah, this guy is a I'm creative saying. editing genius. Yeah, he's a monster. <clears throat> yeah, there were some legitimately good cuts. Yeah, there was. In that, you know, when Jim throws the piece of paper behind him, and then it was cut away to the trash can that mm-hmm. it ends up in. It's overly Michael pulls it out. I mean, it's overly dramatic. It's obviously saying way too much about a piece of paper. But it's a good commercial. It's neat. You, it, the the c- thing that you need to follow in the commercial is the piece of paper, and you follow that through exactly. to the very end. Yeah. Way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. it's 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 overly dramatic, but it's interesting. You know, if it wasn't a minute twenty five seconds long, it would be and a decent commercial. And use chariots of fire. <laughs> yeah, and use chariots of fire. <laughs> Kudos to Pam on the animation. Yeah. Yes. Great. That was great. She might have a future in that. She I don't might, know. Maybe. Maybe she. I should. mean, for one of her first attempts too. Like, oh yeah. That yeah. was outstanding. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that that should get her it, an A plus right there. I mean, it, knowing how animation works, I know it's the amateur animation animation, but knowing how amateur she is, yes, that was really well done. That was beyond. Yeah. That was beyond. And even the tagline was pretty yeah. good. Limitless paper for, for uh, in a paperless it? world. Yeah. Yeah, which was pretty neat because. 
that addressed the very idea we've been dealing with as sort of a backdrop for the show, the idea that technology is making paper less important. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen that again and again. We have. And we were we were talking earlier that, you know, that the canned boring episode really isn't <clears throat> terrible. Oh, the ad. The canned yeah, ad. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, no. ad. It's not bad at all. It's not. It, it, it follows the theme to what they've been talking about for now three and a half ep- three the and a half personal seasons. touch of Dunder Mifflin it's, it's effective touch. it's mm-hmm. also only 30 seconds oh, yeah right yeah. True. yeah they're waving they look very friendly the guy apparently the main character who's running around trying to get help but can't get help is yeah. barely an actor that um, uh, director <laughs> Reitman uses in all of his movies oh yeah apparently. that's oh, cool so that's how he that's how he shoehorned beca- him, that he shoehorned him right in there <laughs> his own so, little touch Sort of like uh, Joss Whedon's last directing episode was all about vampire bats. Exactly. <laughs> or J.J. Um, Abrams always uses his grandfather's name somewhere in every single one of his shows oh, or his cool. movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the is it the Fairley Brothers? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God. Whoever. whoever yeah, something sh- about Mary Guys? Who, who, did, no, who did Naked Gun? Uh, oh, that's the Zucker Brothers. Zucker Brothers. Yeah. They always put their mom, their elderly mother, in every in all, all their movies. That's cool. Saying something funny or inappropriate. Nice. I always love those through lines. That's good stuff. Any scenes we haven't talked about yet you guys want to touch on? I, I want to say, oh, uh, uh, so if you heard the name Dunder Mifflin as a company, what do you think it would be? What do you think they would sell? Um, <laughs> muffler company? Mu- um, um, Mufflers in the shape of mittens? Mif- yeah, mittens, mittens, mittens in the, the, shape, of in the shape of mufflers. Um, <laughs> mufflers with the word mitten on them. Uh, yeah, mittens with the word muffler on them. I like that one. Uh, better. Or yeah. muffins. Muffins. What else would they possibly sell? What about dungarees? Dungarees. They could sell dungarees. Um, um, they could. They very uh, well could. Uh, they could. They could uh, be man- a black market dung beetle trading company. Dung beetles, uh, monkeys, <laughs> mangoes, mangoes. Yep, mangoes and monkeys. Mangoes and monkeys. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin mangoes and monkeys. <laughs> That's um, their that's their new that's that's the the offshoot branch. That's yep. that's uh that's a, that that sets up Jim for a very strong episode in in his part. Yeah. And um I love I, I, and he's like frankly and how he says frankly all those sound way more interesting than paper. Yeah. <laughs> so I just let him believe. So I just let it slide. <laughs> I do I, like Michael's his when he was describing the ad to the ad mm-hmm, guys, mm-hmm. he's like I want it to be like MTV on crack and I was thinking Back then, wasn't MTV already on crack? It was already on something. It had already <laughs> OD'd way before that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like 15 years before that. It was in a vegetative so, state from doing too much crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it it's was, already past that point, Michael. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was on life support at that point. But I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the guy had a dream. And I'm, I'm glad that they actually, and ironically, and Jim saves the day again because he actually says to Pam, like, don't kill yourself on this. I hope you're not killing yourself because this is never going to be, This essentially, he says, this, this is never no going to be seen by no one. Yeah. Yeah. And I love her commitment to it. Uh, and then he gave the bartender yep. the disc yeah. to play it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he, in the end, in the, end he, the whole team is really supporting Michael. This is a great episode that really shows how this branch works together. Yeah. Which is something we, we see them torn apart by their... By him a lot, but we <laughs> don't see him. them unified a lot. And other, and yeah, and each, and, you know, they snipe at each other all the time. Yeah, yeah, some of them sleep with each other on the other one too. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, see that happens that also. <laughs> but but that's the the nice cut when they're watching the final product and they cut away to each. Oh, all those smiling shots, smiling are all paying shots. attention. It's really it's sort of sweet. It's a neat episode. Is, I also I think this is one of my favorite Dwight episodes. Oh yeah, because like, we really get into the nitty gritty of. He's got an he's got issues. He's yeah. in a bad place, mm-hmm. and people actually who you know 
make fun of him who pull pranks on him actually care about him yeah. mm-hmm. and decide to we're just gonna leave him alone which is really interesting and it really adds another layer to all to Jim Pam and Dwight uh, in, in this situation and I gotta say it, it makes me wonder I really want to make sure I'm paying a close attention in the episodes to come because we're still gonna have a lot of big fights between Jim and Dwight we're gonna have stuff like that sure. Christmas episode where they're attacking each yeah, other the oh, snowball yeah. <coughs> yeah. 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 episode yeah. so I really want to see if, if the writers do a good job in really establishing the animosity beyond the love you know because we're, we're really seeing the sort of inherent love here for these characters for one another that's true <clears throat> I want to see if we can get that animosity back but they, it's always kind of bubbling there at the surface. Yeah. There's an antagonism between both of them. Well, because it starts out like a little bit antagonistic, and then sure. Jim realizes, oh, yeah. no, he's hurting, yeah. so I'm going to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Right. But, I mean, some of the people you know th- that you love the most can be... The most, the most annoying. The most annoying, but they you can also are. be the you you can also be the most hurtful to them too. Yeah. So I mean that's in, in real life. So just because um, they've had you know ups and downs, it's a through, good point. You know, because just like brothers would fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and sometimes brothers take it too far, or, yeah. or sisters take it too far. Yeah. And then and then and 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 then chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting and, thought. I didn't ever. I hadn't thought of like Jim and Dwight kind of being. Kind of like brothers. brothers yeah. Oh yeah. Come to the end of it, and they really, yeah, they, they really, really are. By the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Dwight has a brother, mm-hmm. and cousin, Jim is cousin. no, yeah. he has a brother too. Oh yeah. It and Jim is his best man. <laughs> Do we meet Dwight's brother? Yeah. When we, they're oh, the brother and sister on the farm. Mm-hmm. The brother's the one that drives oh, a sports car. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Has yeah. the no, uh, pot the, farm. Yeah. Yeah. Neither neither of them are in Scranton. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's so right. He actually has like a biological have, brother who is siblings. not his bestest yeah. man. And we never see him again, do no. we? I don't think we even see the brother from the farm or the sister from the farm in the finale. I don't yeah. think so. I don't think huh? they're at the wedding. They were pissed that the show didn't get picked up. <laughs> 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 I don't think that would have done as well as they were. No, having. I wouldn't have. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, unfortunately not, but. It does Maybe show someday. a lot of like trust they had in the Dwight character, though, that they were willing yeah. to like yeah. potentially do an offshoot. Yeah. Well, I, I like still... that episode a lot, honestly. I, I, I enjoy The Farm. I think it's a fun, weird episode. I like that dopey-ass little country song they sing at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's a fun episode. <laughs> and I do think that they could have taken it. I mean, if they wanted to continue, like you said. You could have got at least a season You could have got a season more of the Dwight. Sister, the brother, the kid. Yeah. Well, it's even Dwight just as office manager, uh, you know, official manager. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, still he, pissed we didn't get more as Dwight as manager. Yeah, that still could have that still could have worked. I think Dwight could have taken over when Andy ended up becoming manager. Exactly. And it would have been much AARM, better. the second to last episode, AARM. Yeah. Shows that Dwight should have been the manager for those whole two seasons. They should yeah. have just made that because that dynamic between him and Jim, with him yeah. as manager, was brilliant. Yeah, and Jim as assistant to the, the assistant re- to the original, original manager, and then Dwight as the assistant to the assistant to the regional manager. Oh, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. So he made Jim his assistant regional manager, and he's like, "No, assistant to the regional manager." Yeah. And yes. then Jim's like, "Well, I'm going to need help, so we need to do this." Like we need to test people, mm. and then oh right, yeah. oh yeah, and then Dwight ended up being the only one worthy. You're the yes. o- you're the only one worthy. Mm-hmm. So Jim got out of doing all of the work. <laughs> Pretty neat trick. And might I mention that in uh, Second Life, Dwight is still assistant to the regional manager, <laughs> even though he's already assistant regional. Like he even though already he already is. It's oh yeah, because he's been promoted that because yeah. it was after, after the, the fight. fight. Yeah. yeah, Dwight mm-hmm. Dwight Shelford, I must say yeah, Shelford. Yeah. Shelford. Yeah. yeah. He's the, but his life was so great that he just kept it the same. Yep. 
Well, if you're satisfied with your life, no. That's good. And then if you're not, just create a second second life. Exactly. And uh, always you can always move to Philly and learn how to play guitar. That's true. Maybe so. So. Got any trivia for us? I do have a trivia. Um, All right. Uh, where is it? Somewhere. Oh yeah, somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, ooh, you're never gonna get this one. What is Jim's second life job? Uh, He's he, a sports writer. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Philly Jim. <laughs> uh, what genre of books does Sue Grafton write? Mystery. Yes, yeah, slash detective. Uh, who said it? Um, I don't like to be titillated. Angela. Angela. Great line. <laughs> and I believe it. Except if it's Dwight. Yeah. Except if it's Dwight. Oh, Definitely dear. not Andy. No. She only do the necking with Andy. Necking. Oh, <laughs> necking. <laughs> I haven't thought of that word since 1957. That's that's just how she do. Yeah. Uh, oh, which branch of Dunder Mifflin do we see waving at the end of the Nashua. Nice. Got it. Good job. Good job. Oh, I, that's when I was going to bring up. Uh, watching actually them, uh, uh, Dun- the Scranton branch waving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else is smiling but Michael. <laughs> so I actually, when I've gone back and watched this episode, I've been looking for Holly in the Nashua yeah. episode. Oh, did, did you find her? No, I haven't found uh, her. I don't. She hadn't been no, cast she yet. Yeah. Cast so yet. Yeah, that's true. You know who else I don't see in, the, in what I remember from that shot is AJ. AJ. AJ, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were specialties. Mm. Oh, yeah. First Nashua mentioned. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Uh, they had met. They'd mentioned other branches, obviously. Yeah, we, we like knew Utica. about Stanford, Utica. You knew about Utica, Buffalo, Buffalo. Yeah. We hadn't heard about Yonkers yet. That's late in the show. Yonkers, yeah. Um, uh, Stanford, obviously. We knew Stanford still there. I think there's one too. I always felt like in season like seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there, they bust out like one or two new branches we'd never heard about before then. Yeah, and, and it, it always felt a little forced to me. But. Yeah, like they're just continually trying to keep it fresh. Yeah, like like. But they never delve into them though. Yeah, because there's only so much. I I it always. And honestly, is... at that point, how big is the company really? How many <laughs> branches do they actually have? And that's the thing is introducing new branches that late in a show that's been so much about downsizing and small paper company. You're like, well, wait a minute. I feel like we should have known about this already. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Or even like you know, because uh, oh, in, in the meeting that Michael goes to, we've got Josh from Stanford, the guy from. Uh, Utica and the guy from Buffalo. Yeah, oh, oh uh, uh, Craig, Craig from Utica. Craig from Utica, Craig's, and yeah. then which one? Dan, Dan from Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I think at that point, when they start introducing new branches after that, I feel like, well, where was that guy at the meeting? Yeah. You know. But of course, <clears throat> that meeting scene—it's not written about we're going to show every branch. It's written about I need Josh right. and I need one or two more people so from Michael to bounce off of. Right. You know, they're not trying to no. world build; they're trying to <laughs> scene build. And you know? Craig was basically useless. Exactly. Well, that sure. was he was almost inserted in that scene just to show someone more inept than Michael. More inept and yeah. and 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 to and to for the uh and to almost put Jan Yeah, to be the the, the guy that spills the beans on the Jan situation. Exactly. There. Yeah. Gives her a reason to actually kiss Michael. Yeah. Was that it for trivia? Uh last last one, easy. Yeah. Uh who is Phyllis's supposed son in the ad? Dwight. Of course he is. Yeah. You have a son and it's me. <laughs> but I also love the voiceover in that. Unintended. Is, yeah. It's bad news. Yeah, <laughs> the bad news isn't what it seems. Isn't what it seems. So is that is that mean that having the son is the bad news, or but that it's Dwight, Dwight is good, or that Dwight's at your door is the bad news, but good news he's your son. That's know. the way I took it. Yeah, in my optimistic mind. But see, mind. I, I wouldn't. Michael still is like doesn't. No, he's, he's he, he doesn't really like Dwight, kind of until the 
tail end of everything. Yeah, sure. So I think it's also kind of a slap sure. in the face. Oh, it's to definitely Dwight. a slight. Oh, it's it's just Probably. the next slight. Oh yeah, it's the next slight that he can do. He he likes deep down. I mean, he loves Dwight because he can because Dwight worships him. Yeah, exactly. And he and he's the only one that worships him. Yeah, he just likes the attention. He's just yeah yeah yeah. It's a. a I watched an interesting uh, video. Different video from that video series about mm. like breaking down characters in the office, but Michael and Dwight are so codependent on each other. Mm. Like Dwight worships Michael so much, mm-hmm. and he's the only one who laughs at Michael's jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and maybe actually thinks they're kind of funny. And maybe Michael needs that affirmation of oh, absolutely his humor and like his yeah. life. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, Michael's very funny. Hey, and then <laughs> Dwight's just using him to get power. Yeah. yeah, deep down, that's actually what's really going on. But so, but they do have they do share a fun moment in uh, the upcoming chair model. Oh yeah, that's gonna, so, gonna be a good scene. That's gonna be a good one. That's actually no, that's genuine, hilariously Wait. horrible or stupid, but it's awesome. <laughs> Is this one they're singing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we already saw that one, didn't we? No, we didn't. We haven't seen chair model yet. Coming up. Oh wow. Yeah, it, 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 it all runs it's together. Uh, that might be right after dinner party. Oh, okay. I think it is. Oh, yeah, because that's the breakup yeah, he's dealing yeah, from. Yeah. 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 So Michael's rebounding with a chair model. <laughs> Any final thoughts on this episode? Um, Honestly, like, th- I think Dwight is the star of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, like, he's the one. I mean, Michael has his funny moments. Michael always has his funny moments. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is Michael. But Dwight is the one character who we get to deep dive and, like, mm-hmm. He's he's in pain. He's hurting. You very much that is on display, and you're like, yeah. oh man. He's definitely the most interesting part of this. And episode. every moment with Andy, where he's like, I got this far with Angel. You're just like, oh Andy, stop. Just cutting just deeper. Stop, Andy, <laughs> stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of wondering, like, when is he gonna snap? When's the one yeah. actually gonna let it go? Because like it, you you know he has nunchucks hidden somewhere. So when's right. he gonna pull those out and smack Andy with them? Well, <laughs> before, yeah, before the OD. Uh, episode uh, scene. Uh, you think he might be on his on his way to actually doing that here in a second. Like, how much more can he actually take? Because he's just sitting there looking at it's the, the vending most, machine. It's the most depressing thing you'll ever seen. You'll ever see someone looking at a vending machine. Yeah, and the way they even show it, just looking blankly at it, it's mm-hmm. kind of disturbing. Yeah, you, yeah. It's it's a good character study for depression and, and trying to carry on and get through your day while something yeah. clearly earth shattering is happening on the inside. I like I like this episode because they can fit all that um, mm-hmm. depression and and uh, the the downfall of Dwight's character, the 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 hell that he's going through this season. Because that's what this season is. Pam had to go through it last season. This is Dwight's season to be shit on basically, and yeah, and and, and have to deal with everything. But how they can fit all of that in and still have it and keep everything light and and involve a lot of the care most all the characters. And mm-hmm. I think them. The pacing is what was really impressive. Going, being able to go from Dwight clearly depressed to okay, we're gonna bring a little light into yeah. this, make it a little sing, funny, yeah. so it doesn't. It's not such a hard blow. Back mm-hmm. to Dwight. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. to funny. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of, so it wasn't just too much of one thing. Mm-hmm. If because if half of the first half of the episode was Dwight all sad and depressed, would you want to finish the episode? Exactly. Right. No, they do a good job no. weaving it into antics in the office. And that's what this show does better than any show I think I've ever seen is keep the you know, keep the levity and the and the funny and put it alongside heavy heavy topics. Yeah. You know, as ridiculous as they may seem. But you can go right back to them singing. Oh yeah. And yeah. And, and and them Creed playing air guitar. Cre- yeah, you know, Creed playing air guitar. I actually really like season nine 
because I actually really like the reality of Pam and Jim's situation. Oh, and yeah. I'm one of those I, oh, cool. I most people don't. <clears throat> no, I really don't like it. From what I can tell, <laughs> but like it's it's real. They're dealing with real stuff. Yeah. Like it, they almost got a divorce. Right. Because he was living half of his life in another city. The yeah. couple you think would never get a divorce. Exactly. But like that shows the real life well, and they really tried to make Transition. it a very yeah. organic uh, issue for them. And I think they did the best they possibly could have. I, uh, I, I think part of me was just too much not wanting to see any of that. You know? Yeah, but that's I, the I, thing. I think that's where yeah. people get hung up. But like having watched it, I haven't watched it as much as you, Hilton, obviously. But when I go back, I still like watching those episodes of season nine because seeing that breakdown and seeing mm-hmm. how they get through it. And you, they talk about going to therapy. Yeah, People don't talk about that. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Like, so seeing this like OTP couple mm-hmm. dealing with this serious stuff actually like mm. gives a little hope I think to people who are That's dealing a good point with for some anyone who stuff. might really be sure. having a hard time at home to be like hey there is a solution there are things we can do and it, it's mm. not and it was there's no promises about, but it's good cuz when did the show end 2011 2012 2012 yeah 12 13 so like 8-9 years ago well i think it's it's thinking about it now and how perfect they were and everybody wanted them to get together and was like, they have to be together. They're meant to be together mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, some couples are like that, like, Oh, you know, we just click and we're, everything's perfect. Well, it's not always going to be like that. Yeah. And it, that it shows the darker side. It does, of there is a darker side. Yeah. And even though everything, and that happens to more often than not. Sure. So I'd love to come so. back for one of those episodes. Because Absolutely. If I'm still in Tulsa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good point. Right. The the life of a news person. We uh we may have yeah, to fly you in by true. that. We point. might, we might <laughs> can have to do the old um I don't know. FaceTime. Get you Skype skyping we'll or figure it out. We'll do something. Figure it know. out. We got a few seasons to get through. Before I mean, I, I just I know a lot of people don't like that season of Jim and no, Pam. No, no, absolutely. But I you three really, hat in the ring. I really. Yeah. It was anxiety inducing. I didn't I didn't want yeah. it to happen, but I was like, Okay, well this is a yeah. this is something they this is where they want to go, so I'll go with it as well, much as I don't want to see it. In the end, it's a hard lesson. I know a lot of Game of Thrones fans felt this year. You don't get the show you want, you get the show you get. So it's not the show you need. It may not be. Deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a very Dwight response. Dwight would have hated the end of Game of Thrones. He would have absolutely hated it. Um, really? He would have he would have liked the the heel turn of Daenerys. But for different reasons, <laughs> he would have. I think he, he would have agreed. King's Landing should be raised. He just yeah, uh, yeah. <coughs> the timing. <laughs> yeah, if six episodes. You know, this is what you get when the guy that wrote X Men Origins Wolverine writes your TV show. Yeah. Is that the guy? David Benioff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the two, wasn't there two of them? Or is, is it David Weiss? It's Dave, one of those two TV guys. David Weiss and David Benioff, and they yeah. are also yeah. going to write. They're going to write some Star Wars yeah. stuff, which. They're oh. going to destroy Star Wars. Yeah, that, that well, it's on the, its last legs. The as far as general thought. Yeah, which 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 one's the asshole who wrote Wolverine? Let's let's yeah, Google you that. love that asshole one. who <laughs> wrote. I think Wolverine. that was David Benioff, but I could be wrong. Wolverine Origin was it? Yeah, oh. I, remember, yeah. I remember telling you I kind of enjoyed that, and you almost yeah. depressed. Was that the one? So was, was that was? I don't think I ever finished it. Was that I the one where we have the soda yeah, Deadpool mouth? Yeah, that's the yeah the Ryan Reynolds shitty Deadpool. Yeah, da- yeah, that's I David Benioff. Thing. Guy yeah. is, guy's the worst human ever. Maybe he'll redeem himself. No, maybe know. not the worst. 
I mean, there's. The, I mean, there's so he was one of the Taliban. So he was one of the writers of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's one of the showrunners. Showrunners, right? Not necessarily writer all the time. Wasn't but him and 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 Weiss wrote the last season. Right. They wrote because that the last season wasn't in the books. Yeah. Well, no, like the last season six, seven, and eight were not in the books. Yeah. They left the books behind a while ago. Okay, so they were doing not terribly. I guess. And if you want to get and if you want to get critical, it starts falling apart in those seasons. It it really does. Six is still okay. Seven is when plot lines and dialogue starts. It starts to slip mm. a lot. Tyrion yeah. gets real stupid in season eight. I yeah. see. Yeah, and seven. Yeah, I don't. Anyway. I, I I know nothing of that, but but I will say I am a, I'm a fan of The Handmaid's Tale and um, never yeah. seen it. It's um, but the end of the first season is the end of the the, uh, the book. Oh, okay. And so they they're on the third season, but it's definitely not. It's definitely it's still good. Just but doesn't have the source material. And the second se- and second uh, season is really it's great. Yeah. Um. But by now they're kind of kind of going off into the wilderness a little bit. Like yeah. it's not quite as good as it was, and that's just tough. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be difficult. Be you know. Someone like, else from Chuck is in Handmaid's. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It? We saw the actor from um, Chuck in an episode today. Yes, hmm. we did. Uh, oh. Uh, one. I'm saying I. Scene. I. I. Every time you say that, I think of Shazam because. Zachary Levi no, he's is great. my celebrity husband. <laughs> I went to, when we went to New York a couple, few years ago. We went to go see a Broadway show that he was the star of, and my boyfriend was like, "You just want to see this because Zachary Levi's in it." I'm like, "Well, Jane Krakowski's <laughs> in it too." He's like, "Uh huh," <laughs> and I'm like, "It's your fault. You introduced me to Chuck, <laughs> and you told me he was the voice of Flynn Rider, and I was sold." <laughs> too late, buddy. Sorry, bud. And he reminds me of you, so stop <laughs> complaining. <laughs> See, so this is good, right? My yeah. obsession with Chuck and Zachary Levi is a good thing. <laughs> uh, Kyle Bornheimer is the actor that you were talking about that was on Chuck. Uh, um, yeah. It's, I can't remember her. He played Hunter Perry um, on Chuck versus the Final Exam. Yep, yep. I could have told you that episode name. I know that show so well. But nice. if you look up Sarah Walker from Chuck, it's that actress. Okay. 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 Yvonne, I don't know how to say her last name. Okay. She's from Australia. This guy, though, this day um, day. this this uh, uh, Kyle Bornheimer, mm. he's a huge uh, credits list. He's been on so many shows. Oh, Recently, okay. he's been on Westworld. Um, okay. Uh, he's been on Better what Call Saul. What season of yeah, wow, Westworld? Wow. Season two? Uh, the original episode. Who's he on Better Call Saul? Season one, episode one. He was on the first one. He was I didn't catch him. Better Call back. Saul. He was in one episode called Switch. Okay. A lot of one episode appearances. He, yeah. He's, a, he's a quick little yeah. hit. And oh, he's in the old show Jericho. You remember that one about the, the nuclear bomb mm-hmm. that goes off in that small town? No. Or, or it was no, on no. sci-fi. Yeah, right? it was like the small town survived the nuclear yeah, bomb. Yeah, oh, they the had like, out. Okay. yeah. They had like Fallout. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother. He was on that. Will and Grace. Wow. Breaking Bad. Party Down. He's got a lot, yeah. a lot of one-episode like, hits. What's the guy's name again? Weeds. Uh, uh, Kyle Bornheimer. Kyle Bornheimer. Bornheimer. Yeah. I just, quick flash, recognize him. Like, yeah. he was on Chuck. Lots of movies, too. Because uh, if he was on Breaking Bad, then it must have this had to have been the same character in Better Call Saul. Uh, no, it was not. It, it was, was two not. different categories. Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, in Better Call Saul, he played... Maybe... They were cousins, like Ann Perkins one. was supposed to be a cousin to Karen Phillips. Oh, no, he was. He was the same character. He was Ken, Ken Wins. Yeah, Ken it was the same Wins. guy. Okay. That's cool. I remember that. Oh, good for them. I wonder if it, he might have been uh, a uh, obnoxious um, attorney that they fuck with. Oh, probably. Or, oh, maybe. Or there's another guy. Is it? Uh, I got to look that up. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yep. And you're watching Better Call Saul, too? Yep. Oh, cool. yep. I'm That's waiting. Cool. It's... it's 
taken over it's over a year since the last one they're taking their sweet ass time in better call Saul. oh Oh, i mean we waited two years for the last six episodes of game of thrones so don't (laughs) hold your breath wasn't worth it oh man (laughs) all right i want those two years back well before we launch podcasts for chuck game of thrones and better call Saul, we should wrap up the charge on that i know you would i know you you have now Alyssa, thank you so much for coming yeah, back on the show. Great. I'm glad to have you. We're going to have you back yeah. uh, sooner than season nine, though. Have you well, back on yes, next season. Yes, but like, knowing right. that I'm one Most of the deaf. few people who actually likes the Jim and Pam breakdown. We'll have you back for that for sure. We'll look for a couple cracks here. We'll, we'll fly you in from whatever better television news market you have wandered <laughs> off to by that point. <laughs> right. Instead of hanging out here in Market 60 with us. It's going to be a celebrity appearance at that point. Yeah. Oh, We'll be like, guess what we get? Guess the we get Miami TV news producer. Not going to Miami. New York City TV. Honestly, it would Chicago. probably. I, we'd probably be, end up back in Kansas City where our families are. Market 72. No, I don't know what market No, it is, was right. Market 32. Market 32? Well, yeah, that's not so bad. KC's a good market. Yeah, Look at that. it's a big market. Nice. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Well, cool. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks again. It's it was great fun. being back. Yeah. Brian, thank you. Thank you, man. And I want to thank all of you for listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast. We've been so very happy to have you guys. Please come back next week. Next week's an important one. You better bring your fake mustache because we're going to Utica. The People Persons Paper Podcast is a Channel 4.5 production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is hosted by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Executive produced by Landry Miller, Hilton Price, and Michael Zampino. Engineering and editing done by Hilton Price. All guests of the People Person Paper Podcast get a free box of Fruit Loops for being on the show. Because Hilton doesn't like them.